Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I am Daryl Moody. This is the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I'm joining you again from my home studios here in Orlando, Florida. Stacy is there in the beautiful, posh, spacious, luxurious SPA studios there in Dallas. You're at uh, Venture X Louisville, the realm at Castle Hills. Thank you to those fine folks. Stacy, you are there. Brent Sutcliffe is joining us again from his Rack TV channel on Twitch. Uh, Brent has become a popular friend of the show here. And uh, this week, Stacey, we're going to talk about, it's all about back to school. I mean, all of us single parents are all in the same boat right now. And that is the mad scramble to get ready for back to school. My kids go to school literally tomorrow. Brent, you said your kids go back to school next week. How, how, how's everything at Single Parent Advocate? I know you guys had uh, the big book uh, backpack drive uh, the week before. And, uh, and now you, you left us, you were raising money to uh, provide computers and that sort of thing for these families. Where are we in that effort? Okay, well, first of all, we had, uh, once again, just a really great back to school effort. We, we helped a bunch of kids and parents and it was a wonderful uh, showing of volunteers. Uh, it, it was uh, really, really cool. So to your point right now, we have about 15 to 20 single parents in college. We like to try to buy um, their books. So um, I'm looking for sponsorships for, you know, anywhere from 250 to $500 to help single parents in college who are in our program in the North Texas area. We wanna buy their books. That helps them continue to pay for utilities, electricity, um, even, you know, just part of their rent, or if you think about it, the increased food costs that happen, you know, it seems like, you know, going to pay all of the different, you know, food lines and all of that at school. So um, one of the, the families told me, Daryl and Brent, you know, they're really in need of clothing. So I was thinking about, you know, single parents in college, and uh, they need to not only get the supplies, but then they've got to pay their tuition and then they got to get their kids some clothing, too. And so uh, one of the things that bubbled up from the families is uh, we need to figure out a way to make clothing affordable at back to school. So that was one of my key takeaways this year. And um, we're also going to be circling back around not only with the book scholarships for single families, uh, we're going to actually be able to provide some of these families some computers. And so I'm hoping we can get it to them sooner than later. But um, yeah, I'm working on computers, I'm working on solutions for clothes, and I'm working on, uh, you know, just turning the corner after back to school and moving forward to prepare for North Texas Giving Day on September 23rd. Well, I tell you, you talk about back to school shopping and clothes. I didn't realize how lucky I was having kids in school with uniforms. My kids go to a, 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 char a magnet school here in Orange County. Uh, it's a, a 
foreign language academy. They have a, a Spanish track and a French track. Both my girls are in the French track. My my oldest daughter Elise is starting the third grade, and Claire is starting the first grade. So uh, really, I had no idea. I mean, you know, because I mean, I, you know, this is my second back to school as a single. Well, I guess yeah, really on my own. My second back to school season. Uh, where I'm kind of on my own to gather all my own stuff. Uh, and it's just amazing how much money I've saved only having to buy uniforms. I mean, you know, and lucky for me, they, as long as it's a polo, a solid polo, they can wear whatever color they want. And then they got either the khaki or the navy bottoms. And it's just, man, I just had no idea. I was talking to a friend of mine who has three teenagers and she had to go to the mall yesterday and spent thousands of dollars. Yep. And I'm And I'm like, man, I got all my uniforms for less than 200 bucks. So I you know, that's, that's certainly a benefit for me. So for you guys to be raising money to buy these families clothes, that's uh that's, that's a tremendous, uh, tremendous effort. Yeah. yeah I, I would, Oh, go ahead, Brent. No, I was going to say, Daryl, you're definitely blessed on that front. Like uh, just being able to go that route because like I wear the, like pretty much the same thing every day, jeans and a polo. Like mm -hmm. I might switch it up and wear a black polo, but it's still a polo, still the jeans, you know? And so I'm blessed in a position where I have a, uh, a wife to help with some of the clothes and things like that. So I, and I just have one teenage son, so we can work that out, but I can't imagine being a single parent, especially a single dad in my position who has no taste in fashion and have to get a kid or kids ready for school. You know, I just can't imagine, you know, so it's great that the single parent advocate has that in place that you can help with some advice or resources for maybe single dads in my position who have little to no taste and are like, what do I do about back to school? You know, well, I used to take my son um, to Old Navy, but like uh, like Daryl's saying, he went to a school where it was pretty much uniforms. So we would go to Target, you know, and um, sometimes Walmart, you know, and then after after a while when they got an upper school, you know, he had some freedom, you know, and then he would go to H&M or, you know, to, to some affordable places where we could buy clothes. But the thing is, if you buy clothes for, you know, even one child and they need, you know, a week, week and a half of, of, of you know, choices, it's really kind of crazy. It gets expensive fast. And um, so we don't have a solution yet for it, but um, I'm definitely on the hunt for that, for the computers. And then also for the book scholarships for our families that are going to school for themselves and trying to increase their earning power. And, and if folks want to support that effort, uh, go to singleparentadvocate.org. You can give there. You can also give through all the various social media channels we have on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the Single Parent Advocate. So we certainly encourage you folks to log on and help out with that. Yeah. Thanks for the mention there, Daryl. That's why, that's why I'm here. <laughs> So I brought up a sticky topic today. I just had a little burr under my saddle today. It was about boundaries. And, you know, how about we're, you know, getting into school and, you know, new bedtimes and wake up times and, uh, you know, structure has to be put back in our lives in a different way. Then there's the choices, right? The choices between mask or no mask going on online versus in person and, I just thought I'd throw that topic out of there and uh, ask you, what do you think? You want to talk about boundaries today? Uh, no, I'm not talking about boundaries. 
See what I did there? I established a boundary. I told her, <laughs> Stacy, we're not talking about boundaries. That's how boundaries work. Yeah. I see. I see. You know Brad. that you know that saying, great, you know, fences, good fences make great neighbors. There's a reason why that saying exists. I see. So we won't be talking about boundaries. We'll be talking about fences. No, I'll talk about boundaries. Oh. I was just trying to illustrate to the viewers. Yes. How you yeah. how to establish a boundary. Uh-huh. Yeah, you shut and me down real quick. I didn't know quite no, know how to I deal was, with that. Only kidding. Only kidding. But but to your point, I mean, you know, routines are everything. And you know, when you're, especially as the kids get older, you know, that's yeah. where the boundaries come into play. Brett, your work's, I'm not there yet. So tell me about your teenager. I mean, well, it's, it's, uh, again, you know, my experience is different from a lot of folks, you know, my wife is usually gone at work by 4am. So I get him ready for school and try to get him out, you know? So over the last week, what we've been doing is I've been like, okay, forewarning summer is over you know, we're getting you up. And I started this last week. We're getting you back up at 7 a.m. You've got a bedtime again because I want to prep you for school next week. You know, so we've had him up and ready by the school times, eating breakfast, all that jazz to start prepping for school. This, which, which, uh, sorry if I miscom, Daryl, we actually start on Wednesday, this Wednesday, not next oh, week. Oh, so you're, you're, um, this, this is, this is go week for you too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been singing Christmas songs all week. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. Um, but it's just, it's, uh, I mean, what, what's great about the talk about boundaries and structure and all that stuff is a lot of it can tie into the new school year is this is what we've got to do by this time to get to here, you know, and then there's that structure and boundaries you can reestablish, you know, and for me, it's son, we're up by seven, ready to go by seven thirty, seven forty-five. drop you off at school. And then it's off to work and we can get back into that routine as opposed to, okay, summer we're free sleep in, you know, and, and all that jazz. And I don't have to keep an extra eye out of the side of my head, but you know, I have to have an extra ear now because of this new world we live in with COVID and all that stuff, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen on a day-to-day -day basis anymore. So how are they doing masks at those independent school districts there um, in the greater Dallas area? They, they really haven't been to, gosh, it's, it's just kind of hard to word because there's no virtual, weirdly, there's no virtual this year, which I thought was really strange. Well, the um, story is none of the school districts have the extra funding for it. That's why we don't have it here is because all of that stuff was being paid for by federal and state funds. That funding is no longer there. So the districts are like, well, we can't afford to provide it for everybody. Yeah, I don't recall reading that, but again, that wouldn't surprise me, but it's still just odd, you know, with, with the pandemic for those families that are really concerned. I mean, us personally, we're like, we're sending your butt back to school. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's for us. Every, every family situation, parent situation is different. You know, we're not considered high risk, no major ill effect, all that jazz. So we're fine, you know, go back to school. You know, so what I've told him, I said, look, because my son, he he doesn't want a mask and I can respect his decision to not want one. But I'm like, dude, you need to take it in your backpack just in case, because if somebody needs that respect, I expect you to give that respect, whether you like it or not. I mean, and that goes back to boundaries, too. You know, if you're in a class with somebody who's afraid or high risk because there's no virtual, you need to be ready to respect those boundaries if that person would like a mask and all that jazz. Yeah, I think, you know, what uh, a lot of the, the schools here in Texas, um, you know, they, 
they are letting uh, the students and the families make a decision for themselves and you know whether that has impact on those around them and how that has an impact on those around them i think that's going to be a face-to-face uh, thing that people figure out from classroom to classroom and hall to hall in the schools for for now um, i i started to provide uh, masks in the backpacks for everyone to um, you know have a handful of masks for each child but then when it came right down to it like the, there aren't enough masks to give i mean it's it's a massive Thing. So I'm pretty sure the schools are probably going to have those on site, and if 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 they need to be putting them on, they'll they'll take care of it there. Is, is the way I see it going right now, family to family, classroom to classroom. So so here in Central Florida, all of the school districts decided over the course of the summer to make masks optional. Yep. Um, and then and then if you follow the headlines, you know here in Florida we've had this just dramatic surge in COVID cases. And we've had a couple of school districts that have come out and said, no, we're going to make a mandatory. But before that even happened, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis here in Florida uh, wrote an executive order basically saying that the, the decision of wearing a mask or not to wear a mask will be made by families and by parents and not mandated by the individual school district. So the way... Wow. Uh, the way that the, the the district where my kids go to school, Orange County Public Schools, what they have said is that um, everybody will wear a mask on the first day unless you bring a note from your parents that says little Johnny and Susan do not have to wear masks. So it's just kind of everybody's going to be expected to wear masks, but it is ultimately going to be left up to the parents. I mean, for my kids, you know, my ex-wife and I at least agree on this. Masks are not optional for our kids. They're going to wear masks. My kids are disgusting little germ bags and they're not going to be spreading that stuff around school, nor are they going to be bringing it home. So as far as we're concerned, you will wear masks wherever, you know, you're expected to wear masks. Now they are princesses. They They still carry germs. (laughs) I can't help but think about the single parent or mom or dad who it's just them. And then they have a younger child, right? And or children. And if anything happens to that parent, the whole world shuts down, you know, like I just can't help but think that hopefully people are being considerate and understanding like what Brent said about trying to be sensitive of the to the people around them and that, you know, the peer pressure is to kind of defer to the weakest one in the room, if you will, or the uh, the one that is, you know, the most vulnerable and be conscious of it, you know, um, I think that that is just, I guess, why this is on my heart so much is, is, you know, trying to put a message out there to, hey, you know, you may have a preference, but there may be an impact on someone else that distracts them um, and worries them legitimately. And, um, you know, we should all kind of adopt a philosophy of, you know, respecting boundaries, right? Well, with my kids, I mean, just within the last month, we lost our next door neighbor, Miss Patricia, who was 78 years old and did not get vaccinated. She made it 11 days in the intensive care unit with COVID. And unfortunately, we lost her two weeks ago today. So for my kids, you know, wearing a mask is very real. Um, And my mother was not vaccinated until recently. She just got her first dose a few weeks ago. So Uh, For my kids, I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask. I don't like wearing masks. I hate smelling my own breath. 
I, you know, I, that's the whole reason why I got vaccinated was so I wouldn't have to wear a mask. But here we are wearing masks again. But, uh, you know, I, I, on my own podcast, Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody, I talked about this this week. You know, I believe the masks work because when we when we started rolling out the vaccines, everybody was wearing a mask. And then after the vaccine started getting rolled out, now everybody's on the honor system where if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, but we can't ask you. So now all of a sudden you're at the store and only a handful of people are wearing masks. Now we've seen this, you know, huge surge in cases. So to me, that's kind of hard to deny. I'm of the opinion that the masks work. So we told our kids they're not optional for you. You'll wear them. Yep. So there's a couple of boundaries, you know, I was thinking of like, what, how do you set a boundary in this environment and really in any environment, you know, one of my go-to boundary settings is to go in a room and close the door behind me. Like, okay, I'm not available right now. I'm focusing on this, this, or this. I really need to pay attention because I otherwise will chase a squirrel or get distracted or forget. You don't have to write things down, you know, and you have my little checklist and things, you know, but a lot of times we can't go in a room and shut the door. You know, we have to actually talk to somebody and ask them, look, you know, this isn't working for me. You know, um, how, how do you address boundaries, Brent? I mean, honestly, I, I, what I really like, I mean, obviously you don't want to dig into the whole mask and all that stuff, but the thing about the mask is, there's it, it it makes it like uh, I'm trying to word this right. I'm like thinking over my thoughts because it was a really good thought. But you know, with the mask, it's it's, it's kind of saying, okay, this is my space. You know, I don't want anything extra coming in here. You know, so for me, I'm pretty flexible. Going with that analogy is if I need my space, I say, hey, pretty well. You know, I'm working on this right now, and so please wait for me in the other room. Please don't be too loud. And my son is generally respectful of that. You know, it's just making clear this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm trying to do. But I don't have any tall tale, close the door signals or anything like that. I pretty much just say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is the space that I need. And that that goes over pretty well. It's just it's just saying it. We're we're kind of go with the flow with that. At work, I'll shut my door and my employees know, OK, his door is shut. We're going to leave him alone for right now. And if they desperately need me, they'll text me or email me or something. Well, it kind of works on both sides of the door, right? You know, you're inside working yeah. on things, but sometimes we have to close the door so the noise we're making doesn't bother people on the outside of the sure. door, right? And um, I'm pretty sure your son has to tell you, Dad, I'm doing my homework or I'm doing this and, you know, give me give me some time or flexibility in the reverse too, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely goes both ways. And uh, we're going to be working on that this year with uh, he's going into the eighth grade this year. So homework and all that's picking up. So we're going to be working on that some more. He used to in the good old days with younger grades is just do his homework at school because they didn't give him very much. But I kind of I kind of said, look, dude, your reality is changing. Homework's going to get bigger and in more detail. And you're we're going to have to really work on that stuff this year because uh, school doesn't get easier until the <laughs> school the amount of stacks of books we all remember coming on with well the but. pressure when the pressure's on you know i think it's hard to really slow down and go okay wait a minute what do i need here how do i communicate it you know and how do i keep you know like good fences and good neighbors all happy you know um daryl you you had an idea 
What I was just what I was going to say is what you guys are talking about sounds completely foreign to me. My kids are eight and six. I just recently got to where I can use the bathroom with the door closed. So for me, I have to lock my front door. If I have to lock my bedroom door, if I want any real privacy, I mean, you know, because you know how little kid you guys are so far removed from it. But little kids love to wander in on you when you're in the bathroom. I mean, there's no there's no me time when you have little kids. So for me, I have to lock the door. Otherwise they'll come in, especially in the morning. We're all getting dressed and stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm getting dressed. Like you, you go get dressed. I'll get dressed and then we'll meet in the hallway. So for me, I have to, I have to like, you know, firmly place that boundary and, and, and maintain it and, and fortify it and protect it really. Um, so for me, I have to go as far as to lock the door. Cause I don't even knock. <laughs> those are, those are the good old days. You know, my personal favorite is, it's 5 a.m., you know, wifey and I are trying to sleep. Then you open your eyes and it's like, boom, it's right there. And that's scarier than any horror movie is your toddler staring at you like five in the morning. And you're like, oh. <laughs> now I'm a light sleeper. So I, they, that, they wake me up before they get to the bed. When the foot crosses the threshold. I, I'm a really light. So I've just I've worked so many, you know, being in broadcasting for the last 15 years. I work crazy hours. So, I mean, I can go to sleep at any moment and I can really wake up. Like all you have to do is snap your fingers and I can wake right up. Well, it's scheduling. Scheduling's crazy. You know, trying to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, how am I going to do all of these things uh, that need to be done both on the parent's side of the fence and the children's side of the fence. And then you've got the teacher's side of the fence and, you know, whoa. I will, I will say for, for us this summer, my kids went to summer camp, which was basically a community center, you know, in the neighborhood where we live. Um, so we've had a routine this summer. The only difference with, with school is now I've got to pack lunches and we've got to make sure that everything is in the bags that needs to go to school. So, you know, and the time frame really isn't much different either. Uh, we've been getting up at seven, which we, we try to leave the house between seven forty-five and eight. You know, the first bell's at eight fifteen. You get to like forty-five until you're busy. And and what really helped for me is we used to do early care and aftercare. So I was so used to hustling to try and get the kids, you know, to school early. You know, once I found out that I didn't have to be there until eight fifteen, I'm like, oh man, you just gave me thirty extra minutes in the morning. So that you know, so that the, the thankfully the crunch to get ready to be at school on time won't be as bad for us because we've had, you know, albeit a loose schedule, we've had a schedule that we've had to follow throughout the summer. So the challenge for me is going to be, um, I need to discipline myself to pick out outfits the night before, and I need to get lunches packed before I go to bed. So for me, the timing is going to be, you know, eight o'clock is when we sit down and we read. And then we, you know, from eight to eight 30 is kind of reading and then tucking in. Um, I just am going to need to discipline myself to, as soon as I get them down in bed, okay, go pack your lunches and then, you know, start my evening unwinding, whatever, you know, whatever that's going to be. Um, so, you know, the impetus is on, is on me and, and you folks and all of us single parents to make sure that our kids make sure that we first, construct that schedule and then and then second make sure that the kids follow and you know the first thing you you do whenever you construct a schedule right you know what it is i'm gonna write it all down yeah and then but are you gonna write it down like realize this is going to change 
<laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, for, you, 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 I'm sure if we've shown the listeners my whiteboard yet, which I was criticized for not having it filled out. But my <laughs> is atrocious. So believe me, I did you folks a favor by not filling it out. But what we'll do is we'll, you know, we'll write a rough timeline, wake up at seven, out the door by 745. And we'll, you know, uh, first thing's going to be breakfast, get the dogs and cats fed, uh, you know, get dressed, brush your teeth, take your vitamins, pack your bag. And then, and then it's going to be get ready to walk out the door. So, you know, it just, it's essentially like a rough draft of bullet points kind of, and you start at seven and as long as we're out the door by seven 45 or eight at the latest, everything's going to be fine. I'm impressed. You can get all that done in 45 minutes. Darryl. Oh, I, I am like Sergeant Slaughter running around my house. I'm not kidding, Stacy. I am not friendly in the mornings. And it's like, it's, it's, you got to do this. You got to do this. And the whole time I'm like, you've got 17 minutes, 17 minutes to get it done, you know? So I, I, you know, but it's not somehow, like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing, though, huh? Like where you kind of go off or you, are you pretty calm? No, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm not going nuts, but I mean, I yell anyway. So my kids are used to me yelling. Like my, you know, my base level is probably 70 percent of everybody else's volume. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm already already animated and raising my voice and stuff like that. So when I say I'm running around like Sergeant Slaughter, that's fairly accurate. But I'm not you know, I'm not mean about it, but I am yelling. I'll yeah. be honest. If I can ask you a question, Dorothy, don't mind. Shoot. Um, so in your in your uh, co-parenting situation with your ex, uh, so do you have every morning five days a week? No, I I, n- no, we we do. Um, it's a it's a it's a either two nights or five nights of the week. Neither one of us really want to go a week without the kids. Uh, right, but fair. when my when my oldest starts the fifth grade, we will go to week on week off. So the way our routine is. Um, you either get them, I either get them Wednesday night through Sunday night and then to school Monday morning, or I have them Wednesday night and Thursday night and back to school Friday morning. So, you know, I get them from school Wednesday afternoon, and then I've got every Thursday and Friday morning and then every other Monday morning. So it's only half the time that I'm running around like Sergeant Slaughter. (laughs) <laughs> and um does your does your uh i don't i don't want to say it. Uh, does your co-parent? your co-parent yeah that thank you that's what i was trying to think of um so does she do a lot of the same things that you do do you guys kind of follow the same routine i'm, I'm just curious no, about we could we could not be more different hence the co-parent <laughs> and not my wife gotcha. um, okay no we're just we're very different i mean she's i don't want to say she's more lax because i think she's i think her organizational skills far exceed mine but um but no, I know I run a tighter ship. I have no doubt about that. So you've, you, so do you, uh, and, and, and you may catch on to where I'm going with this, just talking about routines. So when, when you pick them up from your co-parent, do you feel like you have to work really hard to reinforce the routine? Because maybe they fall off. You know, just... I, I have experienced that in the past where it feels like, you know, especially on the week when I've got them for five days, I feel like they're just awful for the first two days until they get settled into our routine and then they're perfect you know um and i often wonder if she gets them for me and she's like oh my god these kids what are they doing they're so perfect i'd like to think that anyway right um so i don't know i I mean but to answer your question i would love to be a fly on the wall to see how differently she runs the morning routine as opposed to the way i run Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those curious things, you know, and the second part to just that question is I'm curious to see being a brand new school year, you know, especially here in Texas where there's uh, 
lack of funding for all the virtual stuff on how they're going to do routines and sanitation and all that, all that stuff. I'm, I'm really curious to see how that works out, which, you know, I always hope that works for the best. I live with my glass half full and I want to see people succeed. I want to see people come out of this, you know, and unfortunately, you know, we're still going to be up and down for a little bit on the COVID front, but, you know, I'm just curious to see how that works out per situation. And of course, with the school year starting, you know, with your kids, I hope they have the best start to the school year and your school system is on top of their game, especially with taking care of their kids. Well, I, you know, obviously because I'm a, I'm a reporter and a news anchor, I monitor the school district a lot more closely than, right. than I would just as a parent. So, so I can tell you that, you know, the district is already saying, Hey, listen, you know, we can't socially distance these kids. We can't keep them six feet apart. There's literally no, you know, with everybody being back, there's just not enough space. Now, when half of them were, you know, learning from home and half of them were in school, yeah, we could spread them out. But I mean, as it is now, like, you know, my, my, my first grader, she's going to get to use the playground one day a week because she's one of five kindergarten classes and they can't have everybody on the playground at the same time. So they're going to, you know, find a way to shuffle them all around during that same time frame. Um, but I mean, as, you know, as far as the as far as the the cleaning and that sort of stuff, I have no doubt that every school district across the country is going to spare no expense and and cut no corners when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing these surfaces, the high touch surfaces, the door handles, the you know the bathrooms and that sort of thing. I have no doubt that there are uh, protocols in place across the country to make sure that each campus is as clean and as quote unquote sterile as it can be every right. day to kind of limit the spread. But, you know, this like everything with this godforsaken pandemic, we're going to learn it as we go. And, right. and this school year is starting off differently than the one before it. And it's obviously starting off dramatically different than, than it did in 2019. So, you right. know, we're, we're going to learn a lot of this on the fly. Well, you yeah. bring up a good point yeah. about taking turns, you know, even though sometimes we have to set boundaries, you know, being willing to take turns is, um, a really good thing you know like like i i was thinking about you know how do you set boundaries to have successful relationships and, and successful interactions you know um being willing to take turns is is a nice um a nice approach daryl hats off to you there and to the school systems for making that possible for them to take turns well i i think it's just it's a it's a you know necessity is the mother of invention we can't socially distance these kids so how do we do it the best we can you know, and it's funny, they've got a, like a covered pavilion part where the kids do their, their PE stuff. And, and, and then they have X's where they want the kids to line up. And they've got, I sh I'm sorry, they've got colored dots where they want the kids to line up. And they've got X's over every other dot now. So you know what I mean? It's like you can't stand on the X. You can only stand on these dots. Yep. Well, and keeping keeping a comfortable distance is, uh, you know, making sure you don't get, uh, you know, too obsessed with things, you know, um, in our relationships, you know, we're talking, I'm sitting here drawing parallels about what's going on with COVID and then drawing parallels uh, with how we can set good boundaries in our personal lives, right? And um, I just decided to go there with this. So- Totally your call, Stacey, it's your show. It's <laughs> kind of off in left field. I'm but, a willing you know, servant. <laughs> you know, you take turns, that's good, but then, you know, keep a comfortable distance like don't get fixated or you know uh be overly sensitive you know kind of 
keep yourself, you know, where you have your self-control, even though somebody else is, is maybe, you know, not necessarily doing things your way, you know, if but you that keep is a- single parenting, Stacy, you know that because the, the damn kids never do what we want them to do. <laughs> so right. you were constantly adapting to what they're doing. Yeah, but you remember we were talking with Eric earlier, and he said if somebody doesn't do it his way um, too often, he just pretty much ghosts them. So, but is he talking about dating relationships? Because if that's what he's talking about, then I completely I don't know. He was pretty ninja, Eric. Were you being that was a dating relationship? Pretty much anybody. Yeah, he's a ninja. He's a boundary ninja. Pretty much, you don't do things. You know. Okay, what happens when mom steps out of line? When mom steps out of line, oh, you're not gonna cut mom off. I I think I stepped out of line as a mom, because my son was older and he always told me, "Mom, you're not letting me grow up." You know, I want to know where he was going, what he's doing, who is he gonna be there with, what time's he gonna be home? You know, like total. I told you this one time, helicopter mom. Uh, I just didn't want to let go. And you know, he'll tell you he oh. loves his mom, but man, you know. He can't. He couldn't do anything. I needed to know about everything, even though he was, you know, 15, 16, 17, you know. So um, I think. But that's how you keep kids out of trouble. So you shouldn't feel bad about that at all, whether he liked it or not. Well, that's true. You don't want to be completely disengaged. But, you know, there's something about being able to trust your child, you know, with certain like creating opportunities for trust to be built, Uh, you know, like, okay, How do you do that? Here's the rules of playing in the sandbox, right? Here's here's the rules, you know. And as you get older, the sandbox gets bigger, right? So the and you prove mm-hmm. yourself in a little sandbox, and then you get to a bigger sandbox with maybe some more options in it, you know. And then later on, after you get a, you know, to where you're doing good in the medium-sized sandbox, you can go to a large one, and so on and so <laughs> on. Um, but I think setting the rules. Where, okay, let's see what you do with these three sets of boundaries. And once we get that down, and that's going really good, then I know I can trust you there. I'm going to stretch as a parent, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to trust you with a little bit more. And then if I see you're handling those five things really good, you get a high five and get some more privileges or more options that I trust you with. And so you're not only respecting boundaries, but you're also building trust and respect and it's empowering. Cause one of the things I was, I was reading, what kind of got me on this was we had uh, this chart about what empowers our kids versus what, um, really does not empower them. It it squashes their creativity and their joy. And of course, none of us want that. You know, we want our kids to soar, you know, and it was talking about yelling and all the things that I did, (laughs) you know, I would fuss and nudge and spur and being a drill instructor. Oh yeah. You know, Oh, we'd have to practice our spelling tests. I needed to make sure he had all those, you know, ready to go Poor Chris. And, um, but at the same time, hindsight 2020, had I thought about the sandbox and thought, okay, I'm going to see if he can pass this spelling test on his own right now. And then if he shows that he needs help, you know, then, you know, I'll go back to, you know, drawing close and playing with him in that particular proverbial sandbox and study with him. 
and you know so forth and so on um but i i just was thinking you know this time you know we're, we're really all feeling out of control and um when we feel out of control it's really hard to know how you what your own personal boundaries are much less what the teachers is what the you know the 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 volunteers in the in the line of cars at school when you're going through all of those different environments you know or what if you're going to band practice or football practice or cheerleading you know all these different variables and maybe some days your boundaries change like one day you feel okay this is what i'm cool with and the next day you feel completely different. Something else happened. You became aware of something else. And all of a sudden you have to change your boundaries in order to be faithful to yourself. How does that play out? You know, and how do you show up in that environment? Well, I think it's through honesty, you know, and going, okay, yeah, yesterday this was my sandbox. Things changed. I'm owning it. I, all of a sudden I'm not comfortable now and I need to set a new boundary, like go into school with a mask. Maybe day one, you're going without a mask and you get there and it just really weighs on you. You know, you don't have to change teams or change sides, you know, or be criticized because you're wishy-washy because the situation changes sometimes and you have to be loyal to what makes you feel safe. Right. And uh, people should respect that. That was a little rant right there. What do you think, guys? I, I think you're spot on. Really? Being yeah. able to change your boundaries mm -hmm. as you face new things. I mean, there are, I mean, there are, I mean, there are just situations based off what you're saying where it's like you're using the analogy of the sandbox. The size of the sandbox is going to change from time to time, depending on the issue, depending on the level of growth. That's just part of being a parent. But you got to let that kid, you got to let your kids within boundaries mess up from time to time, too. At least that's my opinion. You know, I've, I'm born on the back of a thousand failures and I have a thousand of my own, but a lot of those were within the sandbox. Um, so, but no, I think, I think it was great what you're saying. I do. I was horrible about expanding the sandbox, you know? Uh, so I, I thought about that. I thought, you know, we really, you know, have all kinds of opportunities to grow our kids, you know, uh, in the garden of life, if you will, you know, and how do we, how do we set them up to win? Um, and how do we set ourselves up to win as a parent? I think it's, you know, creating the sandbox and saying, okay, these are the things I trust you to do on your own. And some of those can be privileges, not just duties. And then mm -hmm. once, once that shows that you've got that down really, really good, then let's take a look at it, you know, adding something later and, and being clear about, you know, hey, this is what I'm thinking our next step could be. And then if you have to change the rules, you know, it doesn't need to seem unfair. You, 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 you can be willing to open your heart and say, look, here's where I'm struggling. And it's not to do with you. It, it's to do with what's going on in the world. And um, so I'm going to, you know, pull back here, but maybe give a little bit more there, you know, and try to make sure 
not to get in that position where we're always in defense mode or we're always in, pardon me, Daryl, always in drill sergeant mode, but, you know, creating environments for our, our kids and ourselves to actually prosper and feel like, hey, we achieved something, you know, we achieved it together instead of limited one another. So anyway, I'm just thinking back to your comment about, you know, how we feel as single parents leading up to the start of the school year. And I do, I feel like, I feel like it's all, I, like, I'm not ready. It's, it's, you know, it's all happening way too fast. It's okay. I mean, I still need to go buy a couple of, and I ordered all of our uniforms online. And of course they're not all going to be here by the time school starts tomorrow. So, and I got to go buy a couple of pairs of khaki shorts so I can at least get the kids through the first couple of weeks till everything comes in. But, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to start the process earlier next year. Although I will give my ex-wife credit uh, in this regard for the school supplies. Um, Cause like I said, her organizational skills are far exceed mine. So I just let, I said, you go get the school supplies. We'll split it. And then, and then that way, you know, I don't have to worry about, did I get the right glue and did you get the right, this, you know, I just let her take care of all that stuff. Um, and then we'll just, you know, we'll just split it. So that, that has certainly eased some of my anxieties about all of it, but, uh, you know, now I'm just stressed out about uniforms. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, uh, something you're going to have to fix pretty quick there, Daryl. I got to take them to school Thursday. So yes. So I think this has been a great talk and, and I think, you know, just trying to go into the school year with an idea of being flexible, creating uh, opportunities for for kids and parents to grow and, uh, you know, prove themselves and earn more privileges or earn, you know, more trust and be more empowered. And then also not being afraid to say, hey, I need to pull back or change or do something different because our hearts and minds and in this world today with COVID and, and not just COVID, but any other number of issues, being transparent and go, talking about it, trying, even though it's chaotic, slowing down and going, I need to change the rules on this and here's why. And um, it's not unhealthy to be transparent about that. You know, you're not being, you know, hopefully you're not being inconsistent to where you're just taking, you know, willy-nilly and changing the rules all the time. But if, if there comes a time with our kids or our teachers or uh, co-parents where we need to sit down and renegotiate something, I think we should go into the school year with that in mind. You don't, you, you know, you don't want to run into a wall uh, in that area. I don't think right now it just would add even more pressure, I would think. For sure. Be flexible. Yep. To the extent that you're not, um, you know, overcompromising your own. And that you're still consistent. What'd you say, Daryl? I said that you know to to at least that you're still consistent and you're you know. Yeah, you're consistent and you're communicative and you're clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right, what well, I had for our topic today. I don't know. It kind of sounds like a, you know, pretty serious topic. We're supposed to be happy and our kids are going back to school and we're all not locked in. But I just had it on my heart that I just think we're going to be facing some variables. And I wanted us to be able to talk about, you know, what's boundaries look like, 
you know, for our families as we venture back out there. It was a long and winding road, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Just a few sidetracks on the way. All yeah. right, folks, that's our show for this week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to give to single parent advocates uh, effort to, to buy some computers and some books for these uh single parents going back to school you can donate uh through singleparentadvocate.org tell us again about the partnership with amazon amazon smile oh yeah so we are a, an approved charity with smile.amazon.com when you buy items on amazon you basically go to smile.amazon.com with your same login credentials you can choose single parent advocate as your charity and anything you buy will give uh, the charity a little bit of a, a percentage of the transaction. And so Including it's a real easy way. supplies and uniforms. School supplies, uniforms, you name it, laundry detergent, it all uh, adds up and we really appreciate it. It's a, a great way for us to just invite the community to do what they do every day and uh, support the charity at the same time. So Brent, it's are you a doing great anything? way for single parents to get involved too. Brent, are you doing anything exciting this week on Rack TV? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's just it's staying the course. Well, the correct you answer know? was everything that we do on Rack TV is exciting. Well, I mean, it is, but not anything like way nope. out of the ordinary. No pies know? to the face this week? No, that's that's what I'm saying. None of that this week. But, you know, no every, every, every night, every opportunity is a great one. It always is always meeting new people is, is the real adventure, you know, cause in, in anything we do, networking never stops. You never stop meeting people. And, uh, but no, no top pies to the face or eggs or anything like that. There's a trend going around with like ghost pepper chips and hot nuts. But the last time I did that, I was on the couch for about a day. Hmm. Um, so I'm being a little careful with that one, but. <laughs> I grow jalapenos in my garden. That's spite. That's enough. That's enough scovels for me. Yeah, I'm talking like there's there's one going around that's like nine, ten million scovels. No. And uh, you, you see them just they get this like the thousand yard stare and yeah. you start seeing their face get red. And then they're right. like, the I'll be sweat. back in a minute. And they're yeah. back in about 10. And <laughs> yeah, not I'm not going to go for nothing that spicy for sure. All right, folks, catch us next week when we'll have more exciting conversations. I'm going to get us a good guest for next week. Uh, maybe talking about parallel parenting. We're going to try and see if we can run somebody down on that. Yeah, it'll be an awesome topic. And um, you guys just be kind, be flexible and breathe out there. We're going to get back to school and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be good if we let it. See you folks. Bye. Bye.